0: Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas, mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, episode 40, ladies and gentlemen, episode 40 is about to drop and I am kind of buzzing because I saw something on the interweb that sparked my curiosity. We'll just say so. I don't know if you guys have seen this viral video going around about Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber, and he showed up no. in Vegas. Well, let me. I'll uh, let me debrief. So he showed <laughs> up. Me and Rayna <laughs> are like, what? What? What's what did down? we miss about Biebs? <laughs> yes, I know. Well, you guys know that I track him like a hawk. So he doesn't make a move, sniff or sneeze, without me knowing. He shows up in Vegas. He's best friends with the DJ Diplo, if you don't know who. I, like, I'm tossing out names, I know like, Diplo. I know like, Dip. You, you know Dip. So yeah. he shows up in Vegas. Diplo's like, hey, can you come and sing some songs? He's like, sure, I'll do one. Diplo posts this video about how he just keeps putting songs on, and Bieber sings like five. What a good sport. He's leaving the concert with big Haley Bieber, which I still haven't recovered that he's not with Selena, but we can get into that. But... He's leaving and there's a video clip of him and it looks like he's aggressively yelling at her. And a lot of people have been, uh, you know, pushing this around. And as I looked at it, I was like, it almost looks like he's yelling, but it also looks like maybe he's like singing. He's kind of like animated with his hands. Amanda, you know this, right? Right. I mean, Amanda just talks with her hands (laughs) (laughs) 24/7. I mean, it's, it's required. I can't get the point across without them. Right? So he's, he's, and no, but there's no sound. Nobody knows what he's saying, but he's aggressively kind of pointing and it looks like he's yelling. And the caption is, is Justin Bieber kind of yelling at his wife again? And, and the controversy is always around him and their relationship. And again, uh, you know, again, like there's clips of him leaving like, you know, their vehicles and he never waits for her or he has slum, slammed the door before she even gets out. And what I just wanted to talk about, because we did put it out on Instagram about what, you know, our listeners wanted to hear. And one of the big things was relationships. But when I saw this clip, I thought, man, how many times in our relationships are we so misinterpreted? Like, what if he's like, babe, did you see it when I dropped that? Like, and I was like, and it's too much now to say sorry. And he's like (laughs) singing to her with his hands, but yet someone, some Joe Schmo in the casino is yeah. filming him and is like, Oh my God, can you b- look at how aggressive he's being? Right. I mean, if somebody was filming me and my husband, they would think I'm a raging bitch. Like, they'd be like <laughs> what is happening with her? But, you know, guys, I'm just funny. <laughs> so, but like how many times in our relationships are we so misinterpreted? That's what like, I would just wanted to start with because I saw this Bieber thing and I thought, man, sometimes my husband just doesn't hear my point And maybe I'm just not even being clear about it.
0: Right. I, you know, it's funny. I have seen I haven't seen this video. So this is totally like news. Um, But again, not surprised in the least that you are in the know as quickly as you've been. But I have seen things like the video you mentioned of him hopping out of the vehicle and literally closing the door. And girl was like maybe a toe out and just slams on her or um him walking quite a few feet ahead of her. Um, looking at his phone or looking at other things and she's sort of just trailing behind on her own so I, I feel like I sort of knew that this energy was circulating I, I, I think maybe it's sort of similar to what you said of people aren't quite over that he didn't end up with Selena and uh. it's they're they're sort of just going with that I mean I, I don't know I do think that the name of the game in the light that they're in is that they're bound to be misinterpreted at all times the minute that you live your life in such a public fashion that especially that he, yes that spotlight especially that he's been in it since he was like what nine something like that mm-hmm. i mean like little baby Biebs had barely any opportunity to grow up independently of a, a camera or being recorded so i don't i feel it's a i feel it's hard because if people want to paint a celebrity in a picture or someone in the public eye in a certain picture, you're gonna find the content to do it. You're gonna find the opportunities to do it. And Ali, it's just like you said, is you might look like a raging bitch if someone had a camera on you or me or any of us, because you know, all of us are are not constantly um, you know, prime, pristine, a thousand percent best behavior. Like that's that's normal. Well, it makes me thankful for that lack of a spotlight,
2: right? Mm, yeah. Where you can just be pissed and stomp around your house and leave your house and be cranky and like slam a car door where Beaver's like, you can't fucking do that without feeling like everyone's watching and you're being judged and everybody's going to know about your relationship and all of these kinds of things. So it kind of makes me thankful to, I don't know, be able to stomp my
1: feet in private and not have it all over the internet, you know? But oh, yeah. how many times are we misinterpreted by our partners? Like, oh, that's, yeah. what I, what, that's what, like, it's not just the public, but I think to myself, how many times have I gone to my husband very clear on my point? <laughs> very clear. Like, I know I'm, I know that I, I'm right. I've been in therapy. They're like, come on. And um, <laughs> I, I know I'm right. <laughs> I, I, I give my point of view and it is completely misinterpreted. It, there's some sort of personal attack. Maybe I then feel re-attacked. And like, we just, is it a human thing? Is it just two humans always trying to connect? I also, like, this also goes for friendships. This goes for work relationships. This is like, it is a human connection. But for me, even you just
2: saying that gives me a little bit of like, like I can take a deep breath knowing that I'm not just in, I'm not the only one in a relationship being misunderstood. You know what I mean? When you, like, Allie, sometimes I just laugh out loud in private, because sometimes you, I I play that back in my head of you going, no, I like will make my husband suffer. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. I play that in my head all the time, and I'm like, I on both ends. Like, how often are we just misunderstanding one another? I think that's the theme of my relationship. I think you know, I think it comes from though. Go, being in a long-term relationship, having that divorce, like learning my way of talking, my way of speaking, my way of communicating with a partner, and then having that kind of ripped out from underneath you. And then here's a new partner. And that's where mine kind of comes from, I think, is a lot of like past relationship stuff that you're bringing into a new relationship. Does that make sense? It does. Oh.
0: And I think that's, I was just going to say basically the same thing, Reina. So you you opened it for what I was going to say is just that, you know relationships and like Ali said that's a co-worker that's a friend that's a, a romantic relationship like that's anybody but both parties are coming from certain backgrounds certain experiences even like cultural backgrounds like I, I, as an Italian I'm I can be aggressive when I speak I use my hands like I, I have certain phrases that maybe don't translate as politely in English sometimes Like you know, and and sometimes that's what that miscommunication pops up for us too, where he's like, why, why would you say it like that? Why would you ask me that way? Or, you know, both of us have different personalities. So it even boils down to just who you even are. So even if you've had, you know, a conversation with a therapist in the room and the two of you are supposed to be on the same page, you're still two individuals interpreting what that person is even giving you as feedback, right? So I think that it's it's like that just no matter what relationship you're going to be in and Rena you're certainly not alone like it's so so common um, even even relationships where you might not find yourself disagreeing constantly the miscommunication is in my opinion the reason why mis- why arguments happen at all every time I've ever been in a bigger argument with with my partner Or even with a girlfriend over a text that got read wrong or uh, canceled the plans and and the why wasn't communicated properly. Like, I always find that that's the reason why there is conflict in the first place. That it's just, it's it's the backgrounds that maybe led you to even communicating that way in the first place.
1: You ones are so messed up. They really can, are. Can, can we also acknowledge what you just said, Amanda, that you have arguments with your partner? Like, I think that what we get into is this space of perfection in relationships where I know I have, I've gone down like a spiral arguing with my husband and I'm like, man, we are broken. We are bro-. like, there is something really wrong with us because this shouldn't, uh, I, there's other people that are not happy, And of course, who am I comparing myself to? the people on the internet that I watch. Like there are people that you don't know, the complete strangers on the internet. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You guys, I don't know if you watch, uh, she's literally one of my most favorite humans who I've obviously never met, but Caitlin Bristow, who is from the bachelorette and she mm. then found love with this other guy, Jason. And I see them on the internet and they just, they have two dogs exactly like Archie, by the way, two Goldens. Oh, And they, Yeah. And, and they, they live this thing. She's had her eggs frozen so that they can have babies later in life. So she can, you know, enjoy Anyways, the whole thing, I'm like, is this sheer perfection? like I'm watching these two and they they they're in bed and they're drinking wine together all the time and I've so I've created this whole scenario now I'm downstairs my daughter's pooter pants um no we don't have a plan for dinner and I turned On my husband, because the no plan for dinner is obviously his fault. Nobody else fights (laughs) about, nobody fights about things like this. And I unravel like a dirty piece of laundry. Like, I'm like, I can't even believe there's no plan for dinner. You know, we thought we were and like, and then I think to myself, my husband and I are broken. And now I'm paying $250 an hour for some immense therapy because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) because I think this is, we're broken.
0: Ali, the the investment in seeking help is always a good investment. I find it like educational, right? And education is never lost. So that's really valuable regard. Even if you sipped wine in bed every night, like I think that that is still a good um opportunity to explore facets of you that are maybe not so picture perfect but the fact is perfect isn't real that shit doesn't exist this thing can we acknowledge
1: that though can we we all three can we do it
2: more than just us three though like that's the thing is that it's like crippling is to watch person after person after and even talking to people like all of us are in the business of like mentoring people and to hear people that are so struggling with who they are and their identity and this relationship and that relationship. And you are like, you know, we're just so traumatized, I think, humanity when it comes to relationships that when we see this like picture perfect thing, we're immediately like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Right. Why do we not have that relationship? And I
0: mean even consider these these particular this particular moment in time where I don't know about you but there's definite like social awkwardness on my behalf for having not been in relationship yeah. contexts very often over the course of the year so it's like I, what do I do with my hands do I'm very aware that I have limbs like I feel very strange I, I, the guys like enjoy your meal you too champ and like <laughs> I, I mean Me and Will do that all the time. We are these awkward people where we will say these reciprocal things and we both just stand there like... That's, that's me. I'm the socially awkward person. And so, yeah, I think that it's just a a fascinating thing to think that you're always going to have your shit together. We seem to follow people we do not know on the internet to compare our lives to. And I guess that's quite similar to the Justin Bieber thing, right? Is that you look at something like that. And I think some people might feel better. They'll be looking at that and be like, oh, so their relationship isn't quite so perfect. Now I think there's a fine line though, between that and misery wanting company. You know what I mean? Where it can sort of be like, I'm actually really happy when I see other people miserable because I'm miserable myself. Right. So it justifies your miserableness. Exactly. The misery gets justified in that moment. And so that's why I say like therapy is not lost because you, it it should be that, that thing that you see someone else experiencing. You're like, that's really cool. That's how, that looks like a lot of fun and inspiring. I'm going to try something like that versus that's beautiful. I have nothing like that. My life sucks. We're we're broken. You know, like there. That's why I think therapy is so freaking valuable. Because whether your relationship is perfect or not, like at the end of the day, it's just you and this person. And working on you is is something that's going to go a long way forever. Even if in that moment you guys are doing really really well, there's going to be a moment when you are not, and that's inevitable. That's what even friendships, girlfriends that you have, coworkers that drive you nuts. Sometimes you're in a good flux, but then it's a flow like. Anyway, I, I just, I think it can add value all kinds of places and, and it's just be curious, be curious about why that creates a trigger for you, why that creates like a, a moment of comparison and, and what can you do to remedy that? And I would argue to say that the remedy is get fuck offline.
1: Mm. Oh, <laughs> preach to that. But I, 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 wonder though, when you do, when, when you guys, and I'm just, I just want to pick your brains for this, when you guys have an issue with your partner in the, in your relationship do you need time and space before approaching it do you need uh, a glass of wine or just smoke some weed like what what do you need before you can dive in to find a resolution are you a time and space are you like man i need to be a bit looser so i can hear everything do you need to sleep like are you a 24-hour person like my husband he's like i need i'm gonna need to go to bed and we can revisit this tomorrow. And, um, like, where do you guys la- land on the resolution ladder? Mm, this is such so, a good question, but okay, it I will tell you for me, for me, yeah, am, you am, tell us first. Okay. For me, I'm in the moment it needs to be dealt with now because any mm-hmm. extra seconds I am going to either escalate <laughs> and in my own head, I'm going to make it way worse than it is. Or I, I'm just going to get like angry. So I need to, in that moment, deal with it right then and there and I am partnered with someone who needs time and space Mm. how do you now how do you handle that I don't very well (laughs) that's That's why we're having this talk that's why I'm asking the question Amanda (laughs) I need some
2: help for me if I if I'm in the moment and I do it I'm reacting it is a constant reaction there is no thought process that's like slowed down there is I'm very bad at like slowing down in the moment and responding versus reacting so i've found that i i am a time and space but time and space with intention like i've uncovered uh, through journaling i've uncovered Mm. a lot where i can through journaling just almost experience more compassion for the person i'm in an argument with than if i'm just speaking and reacting right from our conversation does that make sense at all like i need the time to say okay what were they doing? What were they thinking? What was their morning like? What kind of stress have they had in their life recently? Like, almost to put myself in, and I'll just say, like, to put myself in Chad's shoes to be like, why would he not like, you know, respond in a different way? Or why would he respond like that? And then I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, well, shit. Like he just did this, just had this happen, just had this happen. Maybe his morning wasn't as great. Like it gives me a chance to kind of slow down and say, okay, maybe where was he coming from and where did I react? Raina, that
1: is huge for you because that is so outward comparatively to what I'm saying, which is all me, 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 inward, inward. You are actually taking the time to dissect it and think and to wonder about your partner but I yeah. had to take that time or our relationship may not be where
2: it is right now. Does that make sense? Like, cause it, yeah. was, it was month after month, after month of being like, no, it needs to be handled right now. I need to know we have to fix this. We have to solve it. And then that like push didn't help either of us. I would
0: realize, you know what I mean? I would, I would say mine is similar to that, except I'm probably a bit quicker than both of you. Meaning, I sort of have this ingrained thing of life is too short. Hmm. Life is too short. Like, we're going to die. I literally <laughs> think, <laughs> no, this is so morbid. But I think to myself, we don't have enough time to waste over dumb shit that doesn't matter. Because, because I, I've just watched it slip away from people I know and love, yeah. and I'm just like, I, I don't have time for this. Like, I would, but I would agree with Raina though, that the push doesn't help especially because I am with somebody who needs the time. There was like a week long period that he needed and for those five days. He made me bleed, you know, like, mm-hmm. because I am an anxious person. So it's not just a question of escalating. It's a question of vicious, um, poisonous ruminating for me. And, and that I can't handle. It's like if someone texts me and says, Hey, are you free? Can we talk later? No, we fucking talk right now. Don't text me at all. If you don't if you don't want to talk about it right this second, don't prep me with a text like that, basically. I want yes. to figure it out in the moment. But I have sort of like what Raina mentioned about the journaling, I find it just happens mentally for me of I know where I fucked this up. I know where my shortcomings happened. These are why my shortcomings happened, but now let's make sure that we devil's advocate and look at the complete other person's perspective by me either taking that time when they need their space or really shutting up and listening when we do sit down for the talk and not trying to consistently, constantly interject to be right. The point is, if you're busting your balls to be right all the time, then you are going to be at war with your partner and that isn't why you're with them. You should be with them, again, and I say partner, but this could be a friendship, this could be any relationship that means something to you, that adds value to your life, that you don't want to lose over, like, truly, minutiae that will not matter. In five years, you won't even remember why you argued over yeah. that thing, and I think that is where I come from in an argument, but I am paired with somebody who needs a bit of time, so... I will say that he has helped me improve my level of patience, this stubborn, bullheaded Aries, like I, I am a fire sign through and through, but this earth man, like he- this earth baby, oof, he has taught me how to sit with that shit, put my fire out with some dirt and just let it, let the heat rise, let the smoke simmer and, and, and swirl because... Otherwise, I can add too much fire, and it doesn't help. And so that's why what Raina said about the push isn't always useful. So, But I'm really good about adding to the fire. So oh, I don't want anyone to think
2: that I'm like, yeah. let me go journal and I'll be okay. Sure. <laughs> like, No, I, like, before journaling, will be like, I'm a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Everything's falling apart. My life is a burden. Casual, day. casual. everything is falling apart prior to sitting down and getting into that journaling so I would I mean I would love to just be able to have this like mental tool or mental whatever it is that allows me to in the moment not get upset and realize where they're coming from like Amanda I envy that you have that not I didn't know it's not perfect but I envy that you can do that mentally almost in the moment where I'm like if I respond in the moment I know I'm gonna say something that throws gas on the fire yes you know and what I, I mean
0: i do get it but i i i don't want that to come off and i just realized it made it may have sounded that way i don't want that to come off as if i'm some serene fucking buddha when i'm angry because again <laughs> yeah. i am an italian i am an aries like i am as as much of the astrology thing explains an Aries, that is exactly what I am. Like I can be impulsive, really stubborn, so hard to get through to. And and unfortunately, that is where I've realized that I fuck up is when I lean into those character traits. They can absolutely be my superpower, but when it comes to the people I love, I can't use them. And that's why the self-reflection has had to happen because they don't help if we're in a conflict. So I do get upset I absolutely still voice my opinion. It's like I, I'm unable to bottle it up because then I will truly explode. So don't, please, don't think that I don't do that. I absolutely do. But I, I just the mental aspect of breaking it down has just seriously been thanks to therapy. It has been thanks to that. It's been thanks to. I think all of us can. Say. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like I, the only reason on. we're just
2: upright right now, I think.
0: I know. I know, right? But I will say it's got to be why we're thriving too because. The fact that, you know, Ali will look at someone drinking wine in bed and be like, well, that's not happening. Raina's like, I need to journal my way through this, and I'm just like trying to put all my feet in someone else's shoes. Like, these are all the the total result of learning something and putting it into action. Because you realize, like, oh, maybe I should get offline and we should talk about dinner. Or maybe I should just take the breather and do the journaling. Or maybe I shouldn't be so freaking hot pig headed and listen to that person's side of things. Because if I don't do that. I'm with somebody where I will bulldoze them because they are such a cool cucumber, and I'm such a ball of fire that it it ca- I can be overpowering, and it's unfair. Like it's not it's not kind, basically. And you know I don't want to die knowing that I only ever heard my voice. I want to have heard his, like that kind of thing, right? But
1: I have I have an, another interesting thought, and and again I'm I'm dabbling in very uh, treacherous waters. Do you guys think? that we only have one life partner, like in the sense Mm. of like, sometimes I feel like I'm doing so much work and like, like relationships are so much fucking work. Right. Like, and we are being a monogamous, committed, healthy, healthy, lifelong. Like I'm talking, you know, we all swoon when you see, have you guys seen the movie up?
0: Um, oh. With the
1: with the 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 old, they go through the life of the grandparents, and then their grandparents are whole. I know, and like I can't even. i want to cry immediately. The, <laughs> if, if you don't know the movie, go watch up, and if not, Google like I don't know up. Google YouTube the movie. Up up, people. Up Just watch the people. movie, man. Do yeah. your
0: life a favor. And do do <laughs> your whole humanity a favor and yes. watch that movie.
1: So you see things like that and you think, Oh man, imagine being with someone for sixty plus years. You know, you see grandparents who have lived a life together, but then there's also a lot of people who don't believe that in in monogamy in the sense of that man we can have multiple partners and you can love lots of people and maybe the person you're with you're not exactly compatible with but we really work it for 60 years to be at the end of our life and say hey I did it do you guys think that we have only one partner. This I, think, <laughs> I, I, I well, think that pause said everything, well, that pause said everything. Here's how, what I, I, see many thoughts. I <laughs> keep
0: telling him that we, that, that our souls are destined for each other. Um, and so I believe that in multiple lives, it might be different versions of us, but we return to one another. Um, having said that, I mean, any relationship can be good. Any, anything can be good if you pour into it, but only your heart knows if it's, Right. And I think that's different. I've been with other people where it felt really good and really right and, and all of these things, but that seems to, there was always some underlying foundational crack that I ignored or the red flag I looked the other way from or whatever. Right. And so, you know, I think it's picking your battles. I, I, I don't know what to say other than I'm visiting home right now and I feel very fortunate to be doing so. And my nonnies are, my nonno is 102 turning 103 and my nonna is 98 turning 99. And he made sure to sit down and tell Will that they've been married for 77 years. So the, what did he say was the secret? The secret is her hearing is terrible and here he is clear as day. And so when he has something to say, she can't hear him. And then when she wants to repeat herself and ask him a million questions, he is like, if I need anything, I'll tell you, I'm fine. The secret really is, is that they are balls of fire still. They have so much fight in them still. They have so much energy to consistently do this thing with each other that even though they don't agree, I would, this is what I'm trying to say, is that they've been together for 77 years and they still argue. They were eating a pasta at my house and they were arguing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like It's not like it's going to be perfect just because you have mileage on your relationship. Mm -hmm. so I I don't know like I think that that's a testament to their time energy and effort blood sweat and tears that they poured in and yeah they could have done that with somebody else but but they didn't so explain to me why they wouldn't you know like I feel like there's something bigger at play that I can't answer that's quite this question and that was why I had a pause is because I I think your soul will know and identify effortlessly even though the relationship is not effortless the soul will identify what's worthy of this level of emotional toll because it is to me that's
2: yeah I want to just listen to that again to be honest because I I don't know I look back and I think you know did I think that my first marriage was going to be like forever yeah but I thought I, I think I liked the idea of that marriage and what that meant and the picture that it made and the life it created where I did say red flag oh that's okay Red flag, that's okay, right? Where now I can still see like, there's no like red flags really, but there's like this understanding of, okay, if I do want to be with this person forever, if I do want to grow old and have, you know, the life that we imagine and things like that, there is compromise that has to happen. There is a friendship that needs to be built. There is communication that needs to be, made priority over anything else. And do I think that there's only one person in the world that I could create that with? No. But I think I am very lucky to have met someone that kind of aligns. Does that make sense? Where it just, it feels good. And I want, I do want to grow old with that person that does feel good. I will say, you know, Cindy, Cindy told me a couple lives ago, I already met my soulmate, so. I just have to throw that out there, which is crazy to think about. Because she was like, in this life, you're, you, she said this, I mean, this was probably in the last year. She goes, in this life, you are, there's this something where you're like fighting this, like this need for the perfect, like you're hunting for this relationship, this soulmate, this something. And she goes, I have to tell you, you already found your soulmate. You won't meet in this life. But you've already found your soulmate before. So whatever spirit or whatever it was, she was like, is telling me to just relax a little bit and to stop like fighting so hard to try to find that thing. And I was just like,
1: wait, what? Like, just Mm. isn't that kind of
2: weird too? That's very curious.
1: If if, if people don't know who Cindy is, she's blissful, intuitive on Instagram and she has been our um, spiritual... Resident medium. (laughs) Resident medium who connects us to the, the nether regions of the universe and always gives us something that either makes us cry, laugh, or we all have to FaceTime after to be like, mm-hmm. did you hear what she just told me? And, <laughs> and um, if you don't know her, definitely go check it out. I loved what you said, Reyna, about just like building a friendship. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Can I ask one thing? But don't you find that in these relationships, you mentioned the red flags as well, Reyna? And I want to say, for the red flags that you turned a blind eye for a previous relationship and ignored, you said that now there it's not like there aren't things, but that you understand that they're they're not really quite a red flag and more so a mountain to climb type of vibe. Do you I, I find like that that's the difference, isn't that? Because that's how you know, when you turn the blind eye, it's like you're ignoring your gut intuition versus when you see the mountain, you recognize the challenge, but you're willing to climb it. That to me is the differentiating factor. And I feel like you, you said that.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I lost my train. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to interrupt you. And I lost my train of thought. But I think for me, it's like, I, when Chad and I first started dating, anything that I would label as a red flag, I am born like deep in my veins runs this like fight or flight like how many times have I called you guys being like he did this I'm done I can't do it anymore I can't I'm out right and as many times as I did that with you I did that to myself a hundred times more right being like I can't do this this shouldn't look like this it shouldn't be like this and all of these things when in reality what I needed to do was step back and say okay I'm reading this book with (laughs) it's from Oprah And it's called, um, what happened to you? And she said, we need to stop saying what's wrong with me and start asking what happened to me. And so I'm like in this headspace of, isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. um, What did I go through that's making me react this way? And I'm kind of in the hunt for that right now, if that makes sense. Because I'm realizing how much of that plays a role in how I react or how I respond or the energy that I carry. And you know what I mean in my relationship, which I think can play a big role. Can you? Well, what was
1: the name of this book again? Sorry, just what is the name? And it's um, written by Oprah because it's Oprah she's and a doctor. Oh
2: my! Can I just say I had no idea that Oprah was this like spiritual, like, like just mind blowing being. Like I only remember oprah being like a kid watching her tv show being like oprah on tv like she's a tv talk, sh- like a like a robin do you remember
0: robin yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like oh what were the other ones names like um i can't like, like ricky a lake williams ricky yes, lake <laughs> like, i thought she was one of
2: those and then i read a book i forgot what the first one was that i read but i'll i'll share it if we want to um but i read it and i got hooked because she was talking so much about like trauma and our thought processes and all of this stuff Raina, have called... you not
1: have you not seen Re- uh, Oprah's Super Soul Sundays? No, oh, I need to watch I, them. Oh, ne- my okay. toe
0: into Oprah.
1: Oh goodness, you are you in for need, a world of, of self exploration. Yes, yeah. you need to YouTube. I don't even know where they stream because it's on our I think it's on her Harpo or I don't know what her network is but I think Uh, you can
0: find some episodes if maybe not in its entirety but at least big chunks on on YouTube so certainly go check yeah Super
1: Soul Sunday is her jam what is the name of this book though yeah it's called what happened to you and the mm-hmm. whole book, she said.
2: The other one I liked is called from her. It's called What I Know for Sure. And she said that somebody came up to her and they go, "What do you know for sure?" And she's like, "I have no idea. I have to think about this." And then she wrote a book on all the things she knows for sure, and it's so powerful. Like I have chills even just Ooh, thinking about it. God, those titles and
0: then, sound like heavy hitters, and that I'm everybody needs I'm telling you, them. I've
2: been like deep into them, but not where they're too much, but where it's like these books are almost giving me like answers to how I'm feeling. Does that make sense? Like sure. where you're like holy shit that's why i think this way and that's why i feel this way and then you get to go back and you get to say okay feel that way because of that and it has nothing to do with my current relationship nothing to do with what i'm doing now it's all like shit that you're holding on to well
1: it never has it it never has anything to do with the other person it's all our it's us and it's the answers are in questions
0: unfortunately people are not willing to take the mirror turn it on themselves and literally ask the things that they accuse other people of that they, that they judge other people on. It's very um, like threatening almost to yeah. you have to look at yourself and to say, Wow, really, I really can be a jerk. Where I I really do forget to, you know, say all the all the things I'm nagging this person to do. I really drop the ball on them as well. So that's a very interesting thing. And I know that Ali had just mentioned a second ago, but um, she brought up the the concept of friendships. Would you say that you are both friends with your partner, or would you say that it's strictly you know, lovers, life partner, uh, um, husband or significant other for you, or was there the opportunity to build friendship for you guys? And there is no right or wrong answer. I'm just, I mean, people's relationships can be super different in this way too. So I'm curious, would you guys say you were friends first or that you've built a friendship or anything like that?
1: Well, I mean, I, to be honest, um, because I met my partner very much later in my 30s um, and I wanted to have kids and get married, the friendship came second. And that's why I think we are struggling because he was a lover and a partner and um, a playmate. All those things first, we got pregnant And we didn't experience life that much together. I mean, I had another relationship that I was in for, you know, close to 10 years and he was my best friend. That being said, we, my, my current husband, we have had to nurture and create and grow and evolve over the last, you know, eight or nine years now um, bringing that friendship to life. So I think that's maybe why it's been a bit tricky for us because we weren't best friends first, you know, we were friends, but now we are developing that deep friendship. I had to run. I just ran off camera because as, as, as I want to hear what you have to say, Raina, but I, I just need to always tell Raina the next one. So this is Oprah's the wisdom of Sundays. I don't know if you guys can see this, but this is the collection of Oprah's super soul Sunday And what she does is she's collected insights from all her conversations, from all her guests, everyone, Wayne Dyer, Brene Brown, Tony Robbins, like everyone, Um, like unbelievable. And then she gives snippets of the most important uh, wisdom that they share. And I keep this next to my bedside table. I've never read it from cover to cover. I literally just go like this. I open it up to whatever it is, and I read that page, and always it speaks to me. Like it's almost mm. like a little bit of a Bible of just uh, words of wisdom, an so, Oprah Bible. So I, I mean, I've been an Oprah friend for a long time, so I'm so you glad you've been. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so glad you're finally on the train. And when you guys become Justin Bieber fans, then I'm going to be like, ah, my wor- my work is done here. But I don't know, Rain, are you are you friends first? What where are you and, and Chad? I... Chad? I am trying to be friends first. Every time I sit down and
2: journal after an argument or journal after something or journal after a good day, like every good day is like, we played today. We laughed today. We felt light today. We went out and did this today. It's always like me and him doing something, feeling light and good. You know what I mean? The bad days are where I take the friendship and it's pushed to the side and it's like, The life things that we have to kind of battle with. I think Chad and I had it different in the beginning, I think, because like, I think it started as friends because we dated and I already had kids and he hadn't really met the kids at first and we got to kind of get to know one another. But then when he moved in, it's like, okay, then he sees this role of dad, spouse, like teacher, you know, all of these different things that kind of came in the way of the friendship. And so I think we're both in a space now where we're like, okay, we have to like put the friendship first so that everything else
0: kind of falls into place. Does that make sense? A hundred. It definitely makes sense. I, I think that's, I mean, no, I have friends who are in relationships where their relationship is totally stunning, um, but they are not each other's best friends. Like they yes. are clear about that. Like this, this is my partner, this is my husband, but he's not my best friend. Like that's, and that works for them entirely i i sort of feel like i'm somewhere in the middle because it certainly started off as like this really beautiful tall new zealand babe in in italy that i decided i wanted to kiss and that escalated to you know wow he's actually pretty neat i actually do want to get to know him so it became like you know this fun little like lighthearted um very flirty thing to oh there's actually quite a bit that i'm interested in this being so let me pour some time in and get to know them. Um, But because we were long distance, we didn't really have time to waste. It was like, get all the big, important, heavy questions out of the way, because otherwise we're not fucking wasting our time. I'm too old for this. I've been through long distance relationships before. They do not work unless you work. And I'm not willing to move across the planet to try to make this work. And what was so fascinating was his answer was just like, okay. And the next thing I knew it was a, a guitar in a bag and he was on a plane to come meet me in Canada. So I knew that there was the worthwhile worthy of my time to choose friendship to get to know this person and to determine whether or not this was something that had legs and longevity to it and i think that that did help um but you know and i i I would say that he is a best friend to me because to me that that feels like something that is a value of mine i I want this partner to be somebody that feels like a vacation on a shitty day. Um, And when it's a shitty day and it's caused by me or you, I want to have a life partner, a strong enough partner within our friendship and relationship to say, we don't want this to be like this between us. So let's take the breath if we need to. Let's take the time away if we need to. But let's kind of circle back and remember that there's a lot of good here. And I think I've had relationships where it wasn't like that and they, they didn't work for me. But again, I have friends who are not like that at all, and their relationships are beautiful and strong and, and powerful and very cohesive without the, the best friendship, so to speak. So it's, it's fun to hear both of your perspectives and, and how you're making that work, especially now that you have years on you guys, which feels it's so wild to say. It feels like just yesterday, Raina was texting us, letting us know about this date. Don't let me get kidnapped. I know, don't let me get kidnapped, you guys. I, this is where I am. I'm I'm alive. Check on me. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I think the most fascinating part is that we have three entirely different relationships, even though we are like the best of friends and have so much in common. We can get on and laugh, but our relationships are totally different. But I, there's not one call I get on where we don't go into relationships that I don't have some kind of takeaway away being like, okay, I'm going to try that tonight with Chad. Like Allie coming on, you know, episodes ago talking about how she was going to do the you know, however many days of love, and you don't go to bed without saying, "What do you need for me tomorrow?" Like those kinds of. I think those are such important things to communicate and figure out in that relationship, so that there isn't that. I don't know. I in the beginning, you know, I go to bed so often, being like, "Say something, do something." You should do like like second guessing every single thing. Um, but I love even just sharing with you guys and being able to share with you guys and have a place that is comfortable to share because. You're not alone, and I think that we kind of get in our heads in our own little bubbles in our four walls thinking that you know this is it, and this is what a relationship is, and this is what it looks like, and this is you know what it has to be, and that's definitely not the case. And so, you know, I think we covered from Bieber to Oprah to relationships, I think we're good in the relationship category. Um, but I hope this in some way, shape or form helped you see that you're not alone, that every relationship is not perfect, whether it looks like it on social media or in the movie that you watch or not. Um, this is real life and hopefully this gave you some kind of tool to apply to your relationship um, with your spouse or friend or whoever you are in a relationship with. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, um, let us know what you thought of this episode and we will see you guys next week.